Hi, this is Stephen John, and this is Cup of Mind. What is an interesting class you took back in high school, college, or maybe when you were at like a summer class or an activity? Um, answer this question. My answer to this question probably be when I took this art class. And um, this art class was just fun. It made you think outside of the box where you were drawing pictures. Um, you, it wasn't really cartooning. It was, it was more a realistic type of um, art class. You had to draw like certain, certain things like furniture as well or like um, try to draw the person next to you. Or try to draw like an artwork that's similar to like Picasso, or you try to copy some some art styles, but it was all realistic, and it was a fun class. I enjoyed it. Now, there was a class that I wish I I took that I I didn't take. I don't know why. I probably just didn't have the at that time. I just don't know. I think I had all my elect. They got to the point where I had electives where I got out of class earlier, or at off period they call it. And I took that instead, or I was a TA. Those were easy, easy classes. So, I mean, that's probably why. But I wish I could have went back and probably took pottery. Luckily for my sister, she was she was able to take it. And speaking of pottery, she said she enjoyed it. It was fun. And we have a bunch of things in the house where my sister, you know, made with her own hands that she did at pottery class. And it was, it was cool. I mean, they still work. They're still here. I don't know if any of them broke, but it was, they're just awesome. I remember one time, what was that? I went to UC Davis for like a uh, for an art. It was like an art week. Yeah, I think it was like an art week. I forgot what what um. This was a while ago, but I forgot what it was. Oh yeah, she had a show. It was like a showing, art showing. So she brought some. Uh, she had to bring one. I don't know if it was one or two, but she brought only. I think it was only one showcase one of your art pieces which she she made from pottery which was awesome i know what it is it was it was awesome it was like a vase that had cars on it uh, race cars on it um it had a track and it had uh flowers i believe it had a rep- i forgot what it had to represent but it was awesome it was cool though just going to uc davis during that week so if you guys ever want to go to like a art week or like an art show and you guys should check out the town of davis uh uc um, the college is UC Davis, but it's it's like that. It's the whole town of Davis is having like an art show, but it's near the campus of UC Davis. Um, and then it's just awesome. They have a lot of things going on. There's a lot of art shows. I believe is yeah, it was free. I believe everything was free, and it was just it was just awesome to see all the artwork and the art pieces. See how people created. It was just awesome. It was cool. Kind of like. Like, see my sister make some of those stuff was amazing. Like, I have some things in my room that she created, too. One of my favorite ones that she made me, she gave me as a gift, is I like Ninja Turtles. So she made me a Ninja Turtle out of pottery or in her pottery class, and she made me Leonardo. I didn't really care which one she gave me. Leonardo's cool. I didn't care which Ninja Turtle she gave me, but she gave me Leonardo, and that's awesome because I like it. I like the color blue as well. So I like Caribbean blue, sky blue. So my that's probably, like, my favorite color. I like all the colors, but... Caribbean blue is probably my favorite. It's better than sky blue. But um, just just to go back where how she made it was awesome. And then, you know, keep it. And it lasted a long time. She could have made me anything. She could have made, she made a lot of stuff. She made vases. She made cups. Um, She made, um, what else she made? Like she made this, 
little tray where you can put your like keys and stuff. She made a lot of things. I just can't I can't remember everything. I mean, I'm looking at some of the stuff. She she made um she made stuff where we like a thing where we put all our remotes for the TV and stuff. But she's like I said, she made countless things. She made she could make she pretty much could have made whatever she wanted that part of the class. I mean, as long as you know how to do it. I mean, I never took the class, so I don't know. But as you know, like if you watch videos or so, you could see how they had like a they have tools that they use, like specific potters. Every potter, I mean, everybody that takes pottery, they have this specific tool that like spins the clay, and then you it turns around. It's like a it's like a turning table or whatever it is. I don't know the exact name, so forgive me, guys, if you know what it's called. I'm not. I should Google it, but nah, I don't want to Google it. I don't know what it's called. I don't even know how to search it, but you you use they use that to make the you know the mold the clay and it reminded me of something I was reading in uh, Jeremiah and I'm pull up my Bible and I'm gonna read it and I believe it was Jeremiah 18 but I'm gonna pull up my Bible just to make sure make make sure that I have it have it right let's look at my Bible yep it was Jeremiah it was Jeremiah 18 so subheading is at the Potter's house now. I'm probably going to read just some of it, but if you ever want to read the whole Jeremiah 18, read the whole thing. Probably going to skip through this, but I'm going to read most of this. Uh, most of it are just the main parts that I want to talk about. But Jeremiah 18, 1 starts off like this. This is the world, uh, this is the, excuse me, this is the word that God, oh no, this is, excuse me, rewind, rewind. Or, I'm just kidding. This is the word that God came to Jeremiah from the Lord. Go down to the potter's house, and there I will give you my my message. That was verse 2, where it says, Go down to the potter's house, and there I will give you my message. Verse 3, so I went down. So this is Jeremiah. So I went down to the potter's house, and I saw him working at the wheel. Oh, that's probably what it's called, just a wheel. Or the, I think that's what it's called, a wheel that spins. But don't correct, correct me. I mean, I don't know. You guys can correct me if I'm wrong, but I don't know what it's called. Verse 4 goes, but the pot, he was shaped, excuse me, I kind of got the hiccups or something. Um, we, verse 4, but the pot, he was shaping from the clay, excuse me, I just burped, sorry. All right, rewind, rewind. But the pot he was shaping from the clay was mirrored in his hands. So the potter formed it into another pot, shaping it as seems best to him. So... Verse 5 says, Then the word of the Lord came to me. Verse 6, he said, Can I not do with you, with you, comma, Israel, as this potter does? Declares the Lord. Like clay in the hand of the potter, so are you in my hand, Israel. So this, if you guys go, that's what God said, right? That's what he told Jeremiah. And verse 7 says, If any if at any time I announce that a nation or kingdom is to be uprooted, torn down, and destroyed, verse 8, and if that nation I want repents of its evil, then I will, rel will relent and not inflict on it the disaster I had planned. Verse 9, and if at another time I announce that a nation or kingdom is to be built up and planted, verse 10, and if it does evil in my sight and does not obey me, then I will consider the kid I intended to do for it. And verse 11, I'm also going to read verse 11. Now, therefore, say to the people of Judah 
and those living in Jerusalem. This is what the Lord says. Look, I am preparing a disaster for you and divide, uh, devising a disaster. Wait, wait, where was I? Oh, devising a plan against you. So turn from your evil ways. Turn from your evil ways, each one of you, and reform your ways and your actions. Verse 12. But they will reply, it's no use. We will continue with our own plans. We will all follow the stubbornness of our evil hearts. And then verse 13. Therefore, this is what the Lord says. Inquire among the nations. Has ever heard anything like this? A most horrible thing that has been done by virgin Israel. Now, I'm going to stop there. I'm going to stop there. I'm going to stop there just because I'm going to go rewind. Uh, I mean, talk kind of talk about the verse. So, like I said, something was at the potter's house. This is verse. Uh, this is Jeremiah 18. I read you verse 1 to verse 13. That's what I read up to that. And then, like I said, read the whole thing. Read the whole Jeremiah 18. Like I said, I'm just going to not skip through through it. I mean... There's a lot to read here, but I want you guys to read your Bible as well. I can't read everything for you, you know. I want you to read, make sure. I'm reading the NIV. If you guys ever know, I'm reading the NIV. Mostly read NIV version unless I state anything else. But when I, I was reading this, and it said the word came to Jeremiah from the Lord, right? So kind of remind me, well, I was just telling you guys how my sister could have made anything with pot, oh, pottery, pretty much. And it kind of talks about how God was telling Jeremiah, like, hey, dude, well, he didn't say, hey, dude, but he just like, yo, well, he didn't say yo either. But pretty much what I got from him is like, I could do this to Israel. I could do this too. Like, I could break it down. I could make something new, how I, I want it to look like. I could turn it to whatever I want. Pretty much it's letting you know that the potter or the one making or molding the clay, he's in charge, which is God. The Lord is in charge. And he's reminding you, he's pretty much telling, he gave them a warning. He's pretty much telling them like, hey, this is the word. I'm going to tell you, like if, if if I go back to the verses, he was like, when he said the verse five, I mean, verse six, when he was like, he said, can I not do with you, Israel, as this potter does? Like he's saying, like declares the Lord, like clay in the hand of the potter. So are you in my hand, Israel? He was like saying, dude, I mean, there we go. And again, when I say, dude, my bad. But saying, like, what he, the potter did with the clay, I could also do. Like, you're in my hands. I could mold you. I could break you down. I can make you do into something new. I'm in control. God is in control, which is true. He is. And that's why he was trying to tell them, like, he was kind of giving them a warning. He's like, verse 7 is like, if at any time I announce that a nation or kingdom is to be uprooted, torn down, and destroyed, if that nation I warn repents of its evil, then I, I will relent and not inflict on it the disaster I had planned. So he gave the warning. He was pretty, I was pretty much saying like, yo, if I give you a warning when I told you, stop doing that dumb stuff. Stop sinning. Stop doing this and that. I don't want you to do that. That's harming you. That's going to destroy the nation. That's going to make your future worse. That's pretty much what I'm getting from that. I mean, I'm adding to this. This is what God's saying. It's like, but if you repent and you stop doing that stuff, I will not destroy your nation. I will not destroy the city you live in. I mean, I will not destroy Israel. I will not destroy 
you, the people that's there, right? Because he's trying to mold it into something he likes. Like he talks about how the potter made something in his liking. And God's pretty much saying, I can do that. I'm the potter. I could mold you. You know, I can mold you. I don't know what the actions are, but, you know, he got that spinny wheel and then he uses his hands. He can mold you. He said, Israel's in my hands. I can mold you into the way he wants you to be. And he gave you a warning already where you're saying, like, like right now, I'm not satisfied with what you look like or what Israel looks like right now. It's not looking too good. But if you change, you change, right? If you change or you turn away from those evil things, then I will not. I won't destroy you. So let's just imagine it. Let's say he made, well, just imagine if you're, you're doing pottery. Let's say you made a cup. And then at the, you know, you made a cup, nice cup, you know, you're like, you're like talking to the, to the handle, like, Hey, handle, if you, as long as you stay on, as long as you don't crack or you break off, you know, I'm going to keep you, I'm going to make, you know, keep you night, make sure you stay in that shape. But the second you break off, boom, I'm about to break you down and it's all over again. And I think that's what really, I mean, people don't really understand. That's what happened. It's like. I'm trying to put you, mold you something good, but you keep trying to break off or you keep trying to do this, you keep doing that, which is not pleasing to me or things that are just going to put you in harm. I'm just going to let it go and then just give you, punish you because that's what's going to end up happening. I mean, I have to break you down to build you back up again. That's what I'm getting. That's what I'm getting. People say, the people say mental breakdown. That's what mental breakdown is. You have to break down. So in order to rebuild yourself, to fix yourself, I mean, you got to repair it. But sometimes the easiest way to repair yourself is just to break everything and then, repair, you know, allow God to put everything back in place. Now, like I said, I'm not trying to add too much to the, to the verses. I mean, uh, you have the you, you have the whole word, Jeremiah 18. You guys can read it and you read the whole thing, what the verses, what the whole chapter says. But so I'm just getting getting from it because they're like i said we forget that god is in control sometimes but he told us to jeremiah he's regarding israel and then um what was that oh yeah, yeah, yeah. when he went verse 12 when he's when jeremiah 18 12 when he said but that he told he told jeremiah but they will reply it's no use we'll continue our own plans we will all follow the stubbornness of our evil hearts now, this is NIV version. I don't know what the other version, I mean, I could always check what the other versions say, but when I read the NIV version, when he, when he said, they reply, they will reply, and it says, it's no use. We will continue our own plans. We will follow the stubbornness of our evil hearts. That's what got me right there. It's like, people do that. Well, though, when you help them, or you're trying to help them in a situation, you're trying to guide them and do the right way, they will follow the stubbornness of their evil hearts. There's no use to talking to them sometimes. Now, of course, when you talk to people, you try to give them advice and stories. I mean, you're doing your part. You're trying to do your part, trying to guide them. But in this case, if they still don't listen and you're trying to help them, that's on them, all right? And they said, we'll continue and follow our stubbornness. So they're stubborn and they have an evil heart. And this is, like, this is Jeremiah 18. Verse 13. 
I mean, verse 12 that I just read. And then verse 13 goes, Therefore, this is what the Lord says, Inquire among the nations who has ever heard anything like this. A most horrible thing has been done by virgin Israel. And then, so if you read more of the verses, you you could, uh, it gives you more explanation, like what, what 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 can happen, what God is talking about. Talks about like disasters. I'm just summarizing, and then eventually, these people say they'll make plans to uh, to go against. They make plans against Jeremiah. Well, just for the sake of this, I mean, I did say I was going to have you guys read it, but make sure you read Jeremiah 18. I'm just going to read the whole thing. So Jeremiah 18, 14, I read already to the 13th. I'm going to read the rest of it. Does the snow of Lebanon, verse 14, does Jeremiah 18, 14, does the snow of Lebanon ever vanish from its rocky slopes? Do it cool, I mean, do it, do its cool water from distant sources ever stop flowing? Verse 15, yet my people have forgiven me, forgotten me, sorry, sorry. Yet my people have forgotten me. They will burn incest to worthless idols, which made them stumble in their ways in the ancient path. They made them walk in byways on roads not built up. Verse 16, their land will be an object of horror and of lasting scorn. And all who pass by will be appalled and will shake their heads. Verse 17, like a wind from the east, I will scatter them before their enemies. I will show them my back and not my face in the day of their disaster. Verse 18, they said, come, let's make plans against Jeremiah, for the teaching of the law by the priests will not cease, nor will counsel from the wise, nor the word from the prophets. So come. Let's attack him with our tongues and pay no attention to anything he says. Verse 19, listen to me, Lord, hear what my accusers are saying. Verse 20, should good be repaid with evil? Yet they have dug a pit for me. Remember that I stood before you and spoke in their behalf to turn your wrath away from them. Verse 21, so give their children over to famine and him over to the power of the sword. Let the wives be made childless and widows. Let their men be put to death, their young men slain by the sword in battle. 22. Let a cry be heard from their houses when you suddenly bring invaders against them. For they have dug a pit to capture me and have hidden snares from my feet. Verse 23. But you, Lord, know all their plots to kill me. Do not forgive their crimes or blot, or blot out their sins from your sight. Let them be overthrown before you. Deal with them in the time of your anger. So that's the rest of Jeremiah 18. And Jeremiah 18, I mean, kind of, you got to kind of read Jeremiah 19 as well. And that's kind of why I really wanted to say you guys read Jeremiah 18. And Jeremiah 19, but it's a lot of verses, but I'm going to read Jeremiah 19 too. Might as well. Can you store it? So you guys really much heard Jeremiah saying like, hey, they're already making plans against me. They they dug a pit. They're pretty much, you know, going to kill me. They want to get rid of me. They're going to bury me in the ground. Pretty much what's going on. So he, Jeremiah saying like, Lord, no, he's wishing evil. You can kind of say he's like wishing evil on them. But he's pretty much saying like, hey, when the day comes where you're, you're going to, you know, punish them, 
or the day of your wrath or your anger. Lord, just don't forget, man, they did me dirty. That's pretty much what I got from me. Did me dirty. So let this happen. Let that happen. Now, I don't want to wish no harm on anybody, but that's what Jeremiah was just saying, how he felt, man, because everybody, he went to talk to God, you know, saying in behalf of those people, but man, they're trying to kill him. But let's move on to Jeremiah 19, 1. This is what the Lord says, go and buy a clay jar from a potter. So remember in eight, verse 8, I mean, chapter 18, Jeremiah 18, he was watching the potter. Now, verse, I mean, Jeremiah 19, chapter 19, verse 1, Lord tells me, go buy a clay jar from a potter. Take along of the, oh, take along some of the elders of the people and of the priests, verse 2, and go out to the valley of Ben-Hinnon, near the entrance of Forshire Gate. There will proclaim the words I tell you, verse 3, and say, hear the word of the Lord, you kings of Judah and the people of Jerusalem. This is what the Lord Almighty, the God of Israel, says, Listen, I am going to bring a disaster on this place that will make the ears of everyone who hears of it tingle. Verse 4, For they have forsaken me and made this a place of foreign gods. They have burned incense in it to gods that neither, uh, neither they nor their ancestors nor the kings of Judah ever knew. And they have filled the place with the blood of the innocent. Verse 5. They have built the places of Baal to burn their children in the fire as offerings to Baal. Something I do not command or mention, nor did it enter my mind. 6. So beware the days are coming, declares the Lord, when people will no longer call this place Topheth or the Valley of Ben-Hinnom, but the Valley of Slaughter. Verse 7. In this place I will ruin the plans of Judah and Jerusalem. I will make them fall by the sword before their enemies at the hands of those who want to kill them. And I will give their carcasses as food to the birds and the wild. Verse 8, I will devastate this city and make it an object of horror and scorn. All who pass by will be appalled and will scorn because of those wounds. Verse 9, I will make them eat the flesh of their sons and daughters and they will eat one another's flesh because their enemies will press the stage so hard against them to destroy them. Verse 10, they break the jars while those go, uh, then break the jars while those who go with you are watching. Verse 11, and to say to them, this is what the Lord Almighty says, I will smash this nation and this city just as a potter's jar is smashed and cannot be repaired. They will bury the dead in Topeth until there is no room. Verse 12, this is what I will do to this place and to those who live here declares the Lord, I will make the city like Topheth. Topheth. 13. The houses in Jerusalem and those of the kings of Judah will be defiled like the place Topheth. Topheth, right? I don't know. I don't even know if I'm pronouncing this place right, but Topheth, all the houses where they burn incest on the roofs to all the starry hosts and poured out drink offerings to other gods. Verse 14. Jeremiah then returned from the Topheth I don't know, it's Topheth or Topheth. I kept saying it. Um, where the Lord had sent them to prophecy and stood in the court of the Lord's temple and said to all the people, verse 15, this is what the this is what the Lord Mighty, the God of Israel, says. Listen, I am going to bring on this city and all of those around it, and every disaster pronounced against them, because they are they were stiff necked uh, necked and would not listen to my words. 
No. That's first, like I said, that's the whole chapter of 19. So go back from there, verse 19, where he's talking about, he's telling Jeremiah, hey, yo, show them with this pot that you just got, break it, like drop it or whatever, just drop it down, show them, like, this is what I'm going to do. God said, I'm, this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to break you if you guys continue doing these evil things and it won't be able to be repaired. Remember, Potter molds and builds you up, right? Now, he was talking about how a pot, it was already a finished product. It's already done, you know, pot, and it shows, break it. You can't really repair it that time. Now, I mean, with God, everything is, everything's possible, but God has given them a strict warning, warning, warning. And there's a lot of us that's getting warnings by day, by day, by day. God will send people, give you warning. He'll send people that like the world is just crazy, man. There's warnings every single time. The city you live in, wherever you live, there's warnings everywhere. There's evil everywhere. And God doesn't want you to be part of that evil. You know, like you see Jeremiah, man, he talking on his back. They're trying to he's trying to stop the evil and he's warning people already. And they're trying to kill him. They're trying to kill the guy. They're trying to kill the messenger. And then God told him, hey, man, take these people, take some of these elders and the priests, show them, like, hey, they got to stop doing all these things. Like, I read, I mean, I read that chapter 19. You saw what they're doing. They're sacrificing kids to Baal, this God that's not or the one true God. And God never said to do that stuff. He never said nothing to do that, to do this, to sacrifice this. And I mean, they're doing stuff that, they, like they said, stubbornness of the, on the NIV version, stubbornness of their evil hearts. And there's people like that. There's, that's the world we live in where it's still happening. People want to push the agenda a certain way where it's evil or the stubbornness of their evil hearts. But it's up to us. God is sending people or teaching us to, you know, in a way where we have to avoid those things. And I don't know why I read Jeremiah 18 or in 19, and just remind, I just, when I read it, I wanted to share it, and I'm sharing it on the podcast straight up, but just think about it, how many of us are still dealing with all those things or doing evil things, and God is giving you a warning, or God is still making you, you're still in the potter's hand where he's still molding you, but he's allowing you to cooperate, you need the clay to be molded you gotta allow god to use you to shape you up i mean you're you're gonna go through you know a world that it's that's broken or that's full of stubbornness or evil desires but don't be that person help those people who have those desires give them warning share the gospel share this podcast share another podcast share worship music share other things Share stuff to lift people up. Let them know. I mean, live a lifestyle where it shows that you're a Christian or you live Christ-centered, that you have faith in God. Live a lifestyle where that people want it and people want to know how you're living. Live a lifestyle that doesn't affect others in a negative way where you don't have to put anybody down. I mean, there's people, that's gonna, there's enemies that's going to put a target on your back like Jeremiah where he's already, like, he already went on their behalf, you know, it's like, hey, we're going on the people's behalf, and you guys are trying to kill me. And God says, like, hey, show them one more time, give them more warnings. Like, that's life, man. 
God gives us multiple warnings. Every day we're alive. And every day you you have a choice. We all have a choice. And you got to continue to make the right choice. We're going to make mistakes. But come on, guys, please, man. The, the things that's happening in life, in this world today, I mean, it's just getting worse and worse. You you read the news, things, things are happening. There's warnings from God, man, that we got to turn from our evil desires. So if you're listening to this, man, this is a warning. Read Jeremiah 18 and uh, Jeremiah 19 and be considered that yourself has been warned. Now, of course, this is during a different time, but you guys can see the similar uh, similarities of what's going on in life today and what has happened in the past. So stay in Christ. Keep trusting him. Keep reading your word. Keep praying and then find that church that you want to um, that helps you grow and you want to serve in and allow them to help you grow as well. So hope you guys keep reading. And like I said, if you want to read it yourself or any different version, check out Jeremiah 18 and Jeremiah 19. Thank you for listening. Till next time, take care and God bless. Bye.